you pursuing a natural lifestyle for yourself and your family? Are you concerned about the standard American diet and options available for healthcare? Are you curious about herbs for health or already practice home herbalism? You've come to the right place. My mom, Naomi Kilbrick, is a Christian clinical herbalist and owner of Lower Chi Wellness. She teaches simple ways to live in a more healthy way and to work with plants to promote and restore health. Welcome to the Family Herbalism Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Family Herbalism Podcast. You guys, this is the second episode this week. I am on a roll after missing you guys for a couple of weeks. I've had all these ideas that I want to share. And the one that I'm going to talk about today comes from another question that I frequently get from clients and listeners, which is, what books do you recommend for home herbalists? Or what books do you think would be good for me to invest in that would be great for my family? So I think the reason that people ask this question is because there are a lot of free resources out there, but when it comes to books, this is something that we have to invest our money in, and it's something also that we have to decide, is it worth having on my shelf if there is any limited space involved? And so while websites and audiobooks can be a great resource for learning about health and herbs, Sometimes, I agree, there is nothing quite like a physical book set in your lap that uh, really competes with that. So I agree that having a good selection of herbal books on hand can really come in handy, especially if you have a question pop up that you need answered right away, or you're looking for basic information about how to blend or safety of herbs, things like that. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I find personally that different methods of learning are helpful for different situations. Sometimes I'll take webinars or classes on topics that I feel like I'll learn more about when I can interact or the info is really up to date. Sometimes podcasts audiobooks or pre-recorded classes are just perfect for days when I'm driving a lot or I have a lot of dishes to wash and so it frees up uh, my hands to be able to do the activities that I need to focus on but also gives me something to think about and work on you know as far as my education is concerned but definitely my favorite is books. I really like to be able to sit down, take notes, highlight or underline, uh, you know, flip over the corners of the pages so I can bookmark things for myself. Some books that I read are a one and done topic. So I will take notes, um, you know, it's a particular topic that I'm very interested in, maybe a certain organ system or a certain season of life. So I'll take notes, I'll save those, and then I'll pass on the book. It could be a really good book, but it's probably just not what I want taking up room on my small bookshelf. Or maybe I'm thinking I probably won't refer back to it, and so, um, you know, I don't need to keep it around. There are other books that I have started that I don't bother finishing and I give away. But some books are so good that I keep them either for future reference, possibly to read again, or I definitely want to have them around in case I know someone who might want to borrow it. And my personal home library has changed over the years quite a bit. 
I've moved into a camper and had to significantly downsize, which was really, really hard, I have to say. I've also shifted my focus from mothers and babies while I was working as a birth doula uh, to all people working as an herbalist, and my library reflected that change. I've lent out books that don't always come back. Uh, I've wished I didn't give away certain books. I have a huge list of wish, you know, wish list on my Amazon cart for books that I want to get. All this to say that my library of health and herbal books has been refined and added to many times over the years, and there are definitely still many more that I want to check out and read. I'm currently reading a book called The Yoga of Herbs, which uh, takes Western herbal, you know, Western herbal remedies or herbs that are common in the United States and fits them into the Ayurveda framework that exists with Asian herbs. And so that's been a really interesting read. I actually have about 20 different books on my wish list or my plan to read for this year, and about a quarter of them are related to herbs. So by the end of the year, I anticipate that I will have more favorites. Um, today, I would like to share my current top favorite herb books for the home herbalist. So these are ones that I would recommend that you go out and buy even secondhand. I have to say that secondhand books are my preferred method because all books I think should have a home, even the old ones, and I think that it saves resources and uh, keeps you know books from being tossed out eventually. These books that I'm going to recommend are ones that I believe you'll read once and then keep on your shelf for reference as needed. So I'll probably give some extra thoughts as I go along, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you what my top 12 favorite books are. The first is The Herbal Handbook by David Hoffman. The Herbal Handbook is pretty straightforward. You can look up specific herbs or specific conditions and find references for uh, what, you know, what would be helpful in different situations. And it does refer to different seasons of life, so it is applicable to the family herbalist, which might have a wide variety of needs. And it's pretty easy to uh, not necessarily read through, but to refer back to. A little more complicated than that is the Earthwise Herbal Repertory by Matthew Wood. This one assumes that you do have some knowledge on basic tissue states, which I've referred to quite a few times in this podcast. And so it does have an introduction that covers those basic tissue states. So if you want to learn more about it, you can start there or you can skip that and just use it as a reference book. So this is one that I pull from a lot when I don't have notes on a particular situation. I can look up all sorts of conditions in the index and find uh, pretty much everything I need. It will list out, you know, sometimes 20 or 30 plants and for each condition and then highlight which ones would be most specific for certain situations. And one thing that I love about it too is that it includes notes about the uh, various experiences of herbalists. So it won't just say that a certain herb is good for a certain condition. It will tell you exactly what the symptom is or what kind of effect that it has on a person with that condition. So it's very specific and I really like it for that. 
Then you have The Elder's Herbal by David Hoffman. So you can see David Hoffman is definitely one that I recommend as an, as an herbalist and author. The Elder's Herbal is a book specifically meant for uh, seniors or the elderly. And so it's a really great one to have on hand if you happen to be older or if you have a loved one who is older. This book is great because it keeps in mind conditions that are common to the elderly and also keeps in mind common medications that could be interfered with or uh, just basic tissue states and how they are reflected in an older person. But I've actually found that it gives enough basic information about common plants that I can use it for other seasons of life as well. And so if I don't have uh, if I happen to not be able to find a certain herb or condition in another book, I have been able to find it in The Elder's Herbal. So that's another great reference book. Next up, I have Herbal Healing for Women by Rosemary Gladstar. Rosemary Gladstar is a very well-known herbalist. Probably you've heard of her. She does a lot of online classes. She's on social media, and she's written a lot of books many of which are very popular among home herbalists, recipe books, uh, books for different seasons of life, different genders. Um, and so Herbal Healing for Women is one of my favorites because it's not just women in particular, but all the way from puberty for girls all the way up through menopause. And so it hits on uh, growing up you know, different complications that might happen with hormone regulation, with pregnancy, childbirth, breastfeeding, menopause, and then common conditions that women experience. So it covers all of those in more depth than some of the, the other herbal books that I have. Next, I have New Optimum Nutrition for the Mind by Patrick Holford. This book is a newer one on my list, and this one, even though it's very specifically um, focused on the brain and mental health. We know that mental health affects all parts of our body and so if your brain and your mind are in good condition, the rest of your body is going to follow suit and be in much better condition regardless of what, what other parts of your health picture uh, need to be worked on. And so this particular book, New Optimum Nutrition for the Mind, does include references for common herbs. You know, it talks a lot about herbs that are loaded with nutrients and are well-known and well-researched for their benefits for memory, for example, or clarity um, and uh, emotional health as well. It also covers strong emotions. Um, but then it also talks about food that's really important and supplements. And so I found this particular book to be really interesting because it was loaded with studies, loaded with practical information. You could easily either read through the whole thing or look up, you know, read certain chapters that apply to you. And so I really like that one. Then we have The Essential Oils book. Um, I can't remember the name, the first name of this author, but their last name is Dot, D-O-D-T. The Essential Oils book is a really quick read, but it has some great recipes in there, and it talks about how to safely blend essential oils with carrier oils uh, to create different types of remedies, so maybe things that are more aromatherapy-based, things that, you know, are good for taking care of your household products, you know, furniture, cleaners, and aromatic 
cleansers and surface cleaners and all kinds of different things. Um, and so also it has recipes in there for body care. There's recipes for, uh, you know, gifts that you can give people that use essential oils. So this one just has a lot of very simple ideas that are fun to play around with. Um, not really so much of a health you know, focused book, although if you are interested in taking out chemicals from your family's life, then the essential oils book will offer some great alternatives for things that you can make yourself. Then we have Herbal Healing for Children by Demetria Clark. This is one that I do refer to quite a bit still. Uh, you know, a lot of the, the remedies that I would refer to for children are already in my head, but I have used this book quite a bit. And so you can easily look up common situations that children would face that you can use either essential oils or whole herbs for. Uh, but what I also love is that it has some really great lists in there on herbs that you would either not want to use for kids or that you would want to use for kids and very basic information about scenarios that you would use them for. So for example, instead of, let's see, lemon balm would be in there. So instead of telling you about the tissue states and the taste qualities and all the you know chemical constituents, it will just go right ahead and tell you that this is a really great herb for kids when they're being, um, you know, when they're feeling anxious, having difficulty sleeping, you know, stressed out at school. And so it'll tell you what the situations are that you would use these herbs. So this is a really good one for family herbalists especially. Then we have Aromatherapy and Herbal Remedies for Pregnancy, Birth, and Breastfeeding, also by Demetria Clark. <coughs> Excuse me. This one, uh, by the same author as Herbal Healing for Children, is set up in a similar way. So it has lists in there on herbs that are contraindicated for pregnancy and breastfeeding, which I really like but it also has lists of herbs that are going to be safe and would be beneficial in most cases for pregnant women and for nursing moms. And so that's great. And then it also includes some common uh, recipes. So, you know, if you have swollen feet or you have a headache or maybe sore breasts, and then you can look up the recipes in the book um, specifically for those situations. That's another easy read, uh, great book for home herbalists. Then we have The Complete Book of Essential Oils and Aromatherapy by Anne Warwood. And so this book is, it's quite thick. It's a couple inches thick. It's got a lot of information. You may or may not want to read through it, but it is broken down chapter by chapter for different scenarios that you might face or different seasons of life. So it has a chapter for young people, chapter for elderly, chapter for women, chapter for men, chapter for you know digestive health and things like that. So it's broken down so that you can easily refer to it. Uh, as needed and it does include specific recipes which I find very convenient so it'll tell you exactly how many drops of oil of which kind it'll tell you exactly how much carrier oil to use and it talks about different ways to use them so not just roller bottles but also you know some really unique and um, creative ways of applying it to people and helping them to feel better so Next, we have Body Into Balance. This was one of my first favorite books on herbalism 
especially to refer to other people. It's written by Maria Groves, and it's quite popular, so you've probably seen some advertisements for this, but Body into Balance is not just an herbal book. There are whole introductions in each chapter that talk about how to incorporate other basic health practices into your life that will benefit your overall health. So it talks about uh, so many different ways to reduce stress or to improve your sleep or your improve your digestion that include food and lifestyle choices, exercises, um, you know, different types of practitioners, all kinds of different things that are incorporated into this book. And so it, even though it does spend quite a bit of time talking about herbs and what form to use them in, when to be cautious about herbs or, you know, different situations like that, it's also very holistic in that it incorporates a lot of different components that can be an important part of a person's life. So if you don't get any other herbal book, this is the book, to be honest, this is the book that I would recommend first for all home herbalists. I really, really, really like it. But there are still a couple more. The Herbal Apothecary by J.J. Purcell is another great book. Uh, it's one that early on I referred to quite a bit for information on specific herbs because it includes, I think it's like a hundred different plants that are fairly commonly used by herbalists, uh, whether they are just taking care of their kids or they're taking care of, you know, clients. And the Herbal Apothecary has uh, some really great pictures in it too. So. If you need a reference that includes photos of what plants look like, as well as, you know, what seasons, um, you know, how they grow, what kind of conditions they grow in, how to harvest them appropriately, and also uh, ways to blend them and use them for health, The Herbal Apothecary is a great basic book uh, for, for that purpose. And then finally, we have The Alchemy of Herbs, which probably some of you have been waiting for because this one I've referred back to uh, in a couple other podcasts that refer to nutrition because The Alchemy of Herbs, which is by Rosalie Delafore, is all about how to work with common herbs and spices in your diet to improve your general health and also to focus on specific tissue states. So this is another book that does refer to the hot, cold, wet, dry, tense, and relaxed states. And it has a, a really great um, introduction that helps you to figure out what your body type is. And then it will tell you with each of the plants, it kind of organizes the book by category and tells you this is the category that will be good for you. So really focus on getting these into your diet. And then it has some really awesome um, recipes for drinks and snacks and main meals um, and some teas and some things that will be really great for using those spices. And so some of those recipes are really good. I've tried quite a few of them myself and I definitely second th this book. This is really good. Uh, but I also love that it's very practical because a lot of people you know, want to start and they don't necessarily have a, a lot of money right away to invest in herbs or they don't know where to get the herbs from. But there's a lot of medicine right at our grocery store in the fresh produce and in the spices department. And so the Alchemy of Herbs will help you to make use of, you know, fresh spices and dried spices that you can get very easily at the grocery store and begin working as a home herbalist right away. 
So these are my top 12. Again, this is not a complete list. These are the the dozen that I would recommend from the stash that I have in my home library that I think would be most applicable to the majority of my listeners. And I'm sure that it will change over time. If you have a favorite book that you would like to recommend, uh, you can feel free to reach out. You can also contact me if you feel that a book is not going to help you and you need more one-on-one support to work on your situation. I'm happy to help. You can reach out to me at laureltreewellness at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. The Family Herbalism Podcast is created for educational purposes only. You are responsible for any and all medical and health decisions you choose to make. If you experience a medical emergency, please contact appropriate medical providers. To receive herbalist support, please visit www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.